electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. The spookiest bear cases in tech, from Apple to Amazon to Uber, what are the plausible but low probability outcomes that could deaden those stocks? It's Tuesday, October 31st. Welcome to Tech Check. I'm Deirdre Bosa. And I'm Mark Gilbert. Today, a themed story on Halloween, the spookiest, scariest bear cases within tech stocks. The ideas that spark fear in the long-only TMT investor's heart. The outside but possible options for the biggest companies in tech. D, I can't promise it's our last themed show. Wow, Gilbert, that setup was amazing. So no, <laughs> this will not be our last theme show, especially with that kind of setup. Well done. We were inspired by a note from Bernstein's TMT desk this morning. We were looking around for ideas. We had some good ones. And then we landed on the spookiest bear cases. And we really liked all of their examples. So it's, yeah, it's but a one fun we kind of, exercise. And one we kind of came up with that they hadn't talked about was... Um, the overall market, right? Is there a bear case? What is the bear case for, for all of tech right now? Exactly. Theirs was company specific, but we wanted to broaden out a, a little bit and look at big tech, right? Because that actually may be one of the scariest scenarios for the market. They make up so much in terms of their market weighting that if any one of them reaches a spooky scenario that could spell doom for the rest of the market. But big tech as a whole has been sort of riding this AI hype cycle this year. So what if that cycle turns out to be all hype and we struggle, the tech giants struggle to move beyond chatbots, i.e. they never are able to monetize this shift. Or the flip side here, it's too powerful and it gets shut down or overregulated. That would mean, Gilbert, that billions of dollars in investment from Microsoft, Amazon, and Google and others simply evaporate. And you could even see a scenario where NVIDIA's share price crashes. Right. And the other, I think the other bear case worth talking about overall for big tech is sort of more macro concerns, right? I mean, you're seeing so many of these companies that are, we've talked about what number of mention is this going to be for Garpy, but these stocks have gotten more boring and tied to the overall economy. So for example, so many are tied to the ad market right now. Um, you know, if the ad market turns or just GDP, GDP growth, right? If the consumer turns and, you know, Amazon doesn't sell as many, um, you know, as, as many products as holiday season. And here's one more that we didn't consider on TV because I didn't think of it until I saw our colleague Christina Partsenevelis's Halloween costume. Did you see it, Mark? No, I didn't. So I have actually known Kay Parts, as I call her, for years and years. We work together. You're in both Canada. Canadian. Exactly. And she has always had the very best Halloween costumes. So, and, and on point. So today, what was she wearing? A simple yield sign. <laughs> Exactly. Probably the biggest bear case. Yes, 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 exactly. The spookiest thing for investors is what if yields turn? And we've talked about how mega cap is actually protected in the basket of equities, but the idea of yields rising further, that dims the appeal of equities as a whole. The biggest equities out there are big, are mega cap. So that is, that's a scary scenario as well. So they keep rising. And, but I think we should, I think 
sort of the some of the most interesting one is to get specific. So to me, Meta was one of the funniest ones because in Bernstein's mind, it really depends on Mark Zuckerberg not having too many ideas, right? <laughs> Usually you want your creative founder CEO grinding in the lab, working all the time, but Meta investors might be better off if Zuckerberg spends more time, you know, training in the octagon or surfing in Hawaii. Does that mean we get more videos? Of such, yeah. because I mean, that's... are those videos <laughs> bullish for bullish for uh, for Meta? Well, you could argue they're a little spooky themselves. I don't know how much <laughs> I need to see of Zuckerberg fighting in an octagon, but that's right. Um, you don't want him to stray from the year of efficiency. You need him sort of working on a little more boring things like the core. But it relates to the AI shift as well. He sort of made this pivot from the metaverse to artificial intelligence, which encapsulates the metaverse. But if he was to go on this massive spending spree again, that would be you know, one of the bear cases. So that's been his way of future-proofing the company. Um, the year of efficiency turns out to be a blip, but again, low probability scenario. I think low now. probability. I think that it seems like the that the street has communicated what they want in terms of spending and that Meta has been able to keep spending while, um, you know, high historically below, uh, below what, what, you know, rattles, rattles TMT investors. Let's move on to Amazon because this one feels more real. Bernstein scenario, AWS growth hasn't bottomed and they give up market share to Google Cloud. That is something that's an open question. We talked about this on the back of Amazon earnings. Cloud growth was at 12% for the last two quarters. And you know, I think that investors this quarter want to see that it's on the upswing again. And I would say not just that they give up market share to Google Cloud, but Microsoft. You could argue, yeah, that Microsoft's that is... a big one. I mean, there's lots of there's lots of of uh, of, of cell, cell side research out there that points to Microsoft becoming the biggest player in the next couple of years. And just look at the last quarter. Microsoft put a lot more questions to rest Huge regarding Azure and yeah. its cloud. The other one for Amazon that Bernstein brings up, the rise of Chinese e-commerce brands, Timu, Xi'an, and TikTok, that they take market share. This is something that we've dived into, Gilbert, with one of our in-depth weekly videos. And If you want to watch again, that, you go is... to cnbc.com slash tcweekly, yes. Always a good plug. Um, and this is something that's also an open question because when we got those um, revenue outlook numbers from Amazon just a few days ago, it told us that it was below what the street was expecting and does raise some important questions about the competitive landscape. Again, Timu, Xi'an, they're seen as competing with more of a dollar store because they're priced so low. But if investor, if buyers and consumers, excuse me, are trading down, they could be looking to the Chinese e-commerce players versus an Amazon. Yeah, I think there's a couple interesting one interesting ones. the the content spend right which is um you know how much money do they burn on on mgm and and does that end up being you know something that sort of depresses margins and doesn't really go anywhere right and and again thought, it all gets at that flywheel yeah exactly i thought microsoft was also reasonable um you know the big risk what if the costs of Copilot, its open AI investment and its chatbot forever outpace the revenue? This is something you you said right at the top, right? This is a risk for for all of tech. What if AI ends up being a bit of you know more hype than real? But but this is a big issue. The journal recently reported that the company loses twenty dollars a month on average per user. And the spooky case is that you know that that never ends up becoming profitable. 
And to be clear, this is one that we thought up on our own. The Bernstein note didn't include Microsoft and it didn't include Apple either, but we definitely wanted to consider Apple because its earnings are coming up this week. And it's really the $2.6 trillion giant in the room. Every time earnings seasons comes around, sort of the stakes are highest for Apple because it has such an outsized influence on the broader markets. Um, there are some dark clouds on the horizon. One risk that's come up during Google's antitrust trial is the billions of dollars that Google pays Apple annually to be the default search and search option on Safari. Now, that payment gives Apple a steady, a high margin revenue stream for its services business, and it actually accounts for 21% of its revenue, 35% of gross income. If that goes away, nightmare in Cupertino, go I mean, those are those are huge numbers. That that's that 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 one you know that one payment from Google for that one placement uh, is twenty one percent of revenue and thirty five percent of gross income. That's really just wild. And then there's also the other risk, which is we, we've also highlighted in, in some of our pieces up on our website. There's also China to think about. Yeah, and. We know this. Investors are well aware of this. There's been a lot of focus, especially this year, on rising geopolitical tensions. Apple's been largely shielded from that over the last few years, but it's starting to come home for Apple. There's the ban on the use of iPhones by government employees. There's the crackdown on Foxconn, a key supplier. And Huawei's comeback, right? This company, Huawei, its smartphone business was left for dead a few years ago because of these geopolitical tensions and the export ban that the Trump administration first put into place. It's back. And it's trying to win over the Chinese consumer, and that's hitting Apple's market share. Um, so we, we also outlined all of these risks, specifically the China risk for Apple in our latest Tech Check Weekly. So again, another plug for that. Check that one out. Another plug. That's good. We're going to keep doing that. I think that the, you know, you just reminded me of China. Another one that wasn't in Bernstein's list, but it's sort of obvious and you could do an entire podcast about is Tesla, right? I mean, China yes. risk there, margins are risk there, uh, you know, the company's valuation are risk there, all these new product lines, if the Cybertruck doesn't work, if, you know, it's, it's like, it does Tesla become the car industry before the car industry can become Tesla? Like there's so many, so many risks there. Um, that's a little less sort of uh, and, low probability and more reasonable. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that any company that has a lot of success in China there's always that sort of spooky scenario. You come to rely on that market and the growing middle class so much, but you never know when it becomes a liability. We've seen this happen time and, and time again. Government, and they can just do it on a dime. You know, it doesn't, exactly. there's not a lot of buildup. It just happens overnight. They decide, oh, that doesn't, you know, business doesn't exist anymore. And we've seen that sink less successful companies before they could even reach the scale of an Apple or Tesla. Right. Any more of these we should hit? I, I mean, I'm back to the Bernstein list. I like some of these. I liked uh, DoorDash. The the impact of Ozempic crushes DoorDash's ability to grow because Americans are less hungry and they stop craving delicious <laughs> restaurant prepared food and they start eating more at home. Does that does that crush DoorDash? I mean, there's been a lot written about how ridiculous the uh, the overall like Ozempic hang on the market is. Um, but yes, you know, we could do another whole podcast on the Ozempic risk too, right? I the, think we might the in the future. Yeah. That fear Ozempic. Yeah, all the different, um, the, you know, packaged good companies, food companies. Yeah. The other one related to that because is Uber, because Uber has a restaurant and delivery business, food delivery business. Right, but also so heard Uber get eats. Hit yeah. On that end. But the one, the other one that Bernstein brings up is interesting. They said Google or Waymo or Cruise or Tesla's solve self-driving cars, make Uber drivers obsolete. This is one that I've actually been thinking a lot about because as you know. Mark, we did a longer form piece on Cruise and Waymo and 
the self-driving car ambitions. And in both of those cases, we hailed the robo taxis without the use of an Uber or Lyft Uber app. app. And it yeah. just seems so easy. It seems so commoditized. Where's the moat? I, I don't, I don't know if there is one. So I know that Uber though is partnering with Waymo. They have a lot of reasons to play that up. But when I rode in the Waymo here in San Francisco, there was, they completely bypass any It is interesting because that was also own. back in the Travis Kalanick days, that was, uh, you know, part of his bull case for the company, right? He really wanted to invest in self-driving cars. He wanted to replace uh, drivers because he thought they were, you know, expensive and a liability and, and uh, unpredictable. And he had to sort of pay so much margin to attract them. Um, you know, Uber has since largely, I mean, I wouldn't say abandoned that because they still have some of the partnerships, but that's no longer, um, you know, sort of front and center for the company. Well, and when that really went off the rails is when um, an Uber, you know, self-driving car with a safety driver hit a pedestrian. And that was sort of the end of its homegrown ambitions to compete right. in that race. And the whole Corey uh, um, Lewandowski saga. Exactly. So there you have it. Spooky scenarios this Halloween. Plausible, yeah, Halloween. but low probability. <laughs> and are you dressing up, Gilbert? Any parties? Uh, I am. I'm going to be grapes tonight. Grapes. I like yeah. it. Well, I shared, I shared a photo. It's going to be grapes. Grapes. Uh, green or purple? Green. Green balloons. Okay, good. Those are those are the superior grapes. I'm so <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> um, I sent you a picture of my kids. Um, my five-year-old is going as a Chucky doll. She, no unicorns, no princesses for her. Quite proud. I have Chucky to doll, say. yeah. I couldn't guess that one based off the photo. And then my son is going as Holland because he is obsessed with soccer. There is there is this big movement among among eight-year-olds that they love. They love soccer even more than than your traditional American sports. Soccer and F1. We're becoming Europe. Yes, little exactly. Kids love soccer and Formula One. Anyways, have a great Halloween, everyone. We'll be right back here tomorrow. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.